This is The Irrelevant, a podcast about finding the deeper meaning of seemingly useless information. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today's episode is Oxbow Lakes. So they're telling us to wear masks again after they told us not to. Isn't it frustrating? I mean, sure, but I keep hearing complaints over and over about how they can't make up their mind and stick to one thing. And that's what I don't understand. I don't understand what's the obsession with sticking to one thing. When the facts and the science and our understanding of COVID-19 is always changing and progressing, why would you want to live with outdated information? Why would sticking to one thing and ignoring new information be more valuable than taking in new information and changing based on that? I mean, am I crazy or like, isn't that more valuable than just sticking to one thing? And all this mask talk reminded me of the first presidential election that I was ever actually fully invested in. And I'm talking about the 2004 presidential election. George W. Bush's re-election campaign against Democrat John Kerry. I mean, I was really into it. I was following the news. I was looking up electoral maps and all that kind of stuff a nerdy teenager would do. And it's also the first election that I got a taste at how the real issues don't really matter. And instead, what matters is marketing and how if you can use a catchy phrase to attack your opponent, that can be more effective than almost anything. Like even starting a bad war doesn't matter if you got a good slogan. Because the 2004 election is where I learned the term flip-flopper, which was used by George W. Bush to attack John Kerry, essentially saying Kerry was indecisive, had no convictions, he flip-flopped. So today's show is just about that. It's about changing one's mind or how things change and how it's the way things are supposed to be. And we see this even in nature. So let's get on with today's show. So let's go back to 2004 and why exactly John Kerry was called a flip-flopper. So, like I said at the beginning, George W. Bush was running for re-election. America, after 9-11, was in two wars, which were rapidly becoming unpopular. But still, the sentiment of support our troops was as strong as it's ever been. And that's where John Kerry came into. He was a Vietnam War veteran and longtime senator from Massachusetts. And he was also incredibly boring. Like, seriously, you would hear his speeches and just about fall asleep. And during his campaign, Senator Kerry would criticize President Bush for getting the country into the Iraq war. And actually, while he was in the Senate, Senator Kerry voted for approval and using force to deal with Iraq. However, he voted against an $87 billion appropriations bill to pay for the war. So, I mean, what I just said right now is pretty easy to say, right? And it's kind of easy to explain. Like, yeah, I voted to remove Saddam Hussein, but I didn't like how... They planned to pay for it, so I voted against that. That's really easy to explain, right? However, that's not how John Kerry said it. And on March 16, 2004, John Kerry said the following when asked about his position on the Iraq war and why he'd voted like he did. He said, quote, I actually did vote for the $87 billion before I voted against it. 
end quote. As soon as he said that, the Bush campaign jumped on it and put that soundbite in a bunch of ads and painted John Kerry as an indecisive person, a person without convictions, who can't stick to one point, who have no backbone and is incapable of making tough decisions. And it worked. Him saying, I actually did vote for the 87 billion before I voted against it. And being painted as a flip-flopper worked. John Kerry lost, and this whole flip-flopper thing made an impact on people. People would legitimately say, well, he's a flip-flopper, as if that was something strange or uncommon. You would see videos on like early streaming video sites of parents asking their kids, hey, do you know who John Kerry is? Yeah, he's a flip-flopper. And it was just a very strange situation because they spoke about it as if that notion was something strange or uncommon. Even back then as weird high school kids, I saw something strange about this because John Kerry thought Saddam Hussein should be removed from power and that he had WMDs, which I mean, that's dumb, but that's what he thought. So he voted for that. And then when presented with how to pay for the war, he didn't like it and voted against because they're two separate things. That's how things are supposed to be, right? When you have a certain amount of information, you form an opinion. And if you are to receive more information, you can change your opinion based on that new information. So let me give you a really quick example. I want to buy an espresso machine. That's the first decision I've made. I want an espresso machine. Upon further research, I find out the price of a decent espresso machine and weigh it against the fact that I don't have that much money in my savings and I shouldn't spend that much money right now. Therefore, I decide I no longer want an espresso machine. That's my second decision. Am I a flip-flopper? I mean, George W. Bush would certainly say I am, but no, that's, that's how things work. Things change. Situations change, right? You see how weird this concept is? And I mean, that's not just true in human life or reasoning. We can see the same thing in nature with one of my favorite occurring phenomena in nature that I recently learned a term for, and that's oxbow lakes. So an oxbow lake is a naturally occurring phenomena in a river. So a river flows, and as it flows, it doesn't always flow in the same route because rivers meander. Like they go here and there and they move especially because the banks of rivers naturally erodes. Therefore, they cause like a different change in route. And as time progresses, eventually the meander or path of the river becomes more and more curved until it sticks out kind of like a horseshoe or an oxbow. Right. So I think you've all seen pictures of like rivers that don't necessarily flow straight. They just kind of like map out and you see this big arch of a river and then it continues kind of going back to where it arched off from and then continues going down, right? This process continues until eventually all the silt is wasted away and that part of the river that was arching out is cut off from the main flow of the river and remains as a lake. So it's no longer a part of the river, but all that water is still there and the river is now flowing elsewhere and so what remains is an oxbow lake. The river continues to flow, but it just cut out this part of what it used to be the river. 
And this happens all the time. There's literal satellite photos you can see of rivers forming all of these swirls in the landscape. And there's oxbow lakes all over the place and dried up lakes as well. And a river not too far from there still flowing because rivers never stop moving. They never stop changing. Nature is change. I mean, seriously, Google Oxbow Lake, go to images and see what I mean. It's really, really very cool. It's a cool phenomenon. I mean, a river never remains the same beyond the fact that the actual water in the river is always moving. The river itself changes paths. It cuts off parts of itself and reroutes itself. And this process never ends. Now, can you imagine if you never learned anything new? If the beliefs, for example, that you had in high school were still held today, if the music or the clothes you wore back then were what you still listen to and what you wore today, I mean, that really makes no sense, right? So then why should it be the same with beliefs? The concept of flip-flopping makes no sense because we should change our minds and beliefs whenever there's a change in the situation. That's how things should be because information changes, because what's acceptable changes, because human understanding continues to grow. Because the great thing about being human is that we can adapt and learn new things and we don't have to hold on to the first thing I ever heard for the rest of my life. We can create oxbow lakes in our minds, in our beliefs, in our friendships, we can say that not everything has to remain static for the rest of our lives. And that's something that is currently being framed as like unnatural or has been for a while now. I mean, even as far back as 2004, to change your mind, to change your disposition, to change the outlook on how things have been taught or seen or spoken about is seen as evil. But it's really not. It's just the way things are. So I want to encourage you that changing your way of seeing things or who you hang around with or who you let into your life or what you do for a living isn't a bad thing. It's as natural as the most naturally flowing river. It's one of the beautiful things of being a living, breathing, constantly changing life form. Now, if only John Kerry would have talked about Oxbow Lakes instead of just blaming it on being tired. So that's it for this week's episode of The Irrelevant. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of this one. Um, but yeah, just Google Oxbow Lakes. They're really cool and remain in the flow. That's all I can say. Um, if you like the show, share it with a friend. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podchaser.com. See you next time. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.